Alrighty, well, excited to have you guys. We have Josie and Darren with us from our experience team. It is a pleasure to be talking church with you today. Uh, for those who maybe don't know you yet, who haven't heard you on the Gophers Women's Soccer Broadcast Network, uh, or <laughs> or who haven't heard the two times the two times you've been on radio, I've been on the radio twice. Twice. Yeah. Uh, could you introduce yourself and let us know? who you are and uh, what you volunteer to, we were joking, you volunteer to get paid here, um, but what you're here for to do. <laughs> Let, solid intro. Solid, solid intro. intro. <laughs> I said this, the culture, this is the culture of this, this show is just, just yeah, one, like one take, we'll, we'll make it work. Josie, why don't you go first? Okay, I'm Josie, thanks for having us, Logan. Yes. Excited to be here and I am the digital communications manager here at River Valley, so I started in March, so I have about six months nice. under my belt, still relatively new. Um, but yeah, I'm on the experience team with Darren. Yeah, Josie oversees all of our digital platforms and how we utilize those, that kind of thing. And uh, you mentioned we have an experience team. I lead that team. And it's really- yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, great, great question. That name really comes from um, any way you can experience River Valley, whether it's a digital experience or you're coming to a service or you're experiencing really the River Valley brand is another way to think of that. Um, that's why we call it experience. And so we've got a great team of filmmakers, digital, uh, social designers, communications, marketing, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people listening, they're like, that is awesome. Maybe we can't have that big of a team right. in the experience world. But I know that there's, you know, we haven't always been that way. It's the team has grown and there's people who have different roles and responsibilities. But, you know, you've carried a number of different hats as that team has grown. And then obviously Josie bringing you on to help with digital um, one of the things that I want to make sure we talk about today is we just got through, for those who maybe followed River Valley Network or River Valley Worship or just, just any of our platforms, we just got through a really big rebrand, yeah. mm -hmm. which is exciting. And I know for whether it's a church plant or a rebrand of a church, it's like maybe not something that is at the forefront of everyone's mind to like rebrand a church. And you yeah, know, yeah. most people, when they think of a rebrand, it's like, oh, a new logo, cool. But there's mm -hmm. so much more that goes into that. Um, Overall, do you feel like, how do you feel like that's landed? I mean, we're you know, a couple months in now and it's okay. We're seeing how this is working. What has, how have you guys felt about that? On, has it been seamless on the back end? Perfect, amazing? Yeah, obviously seamless. Yeah. But <laughs> no, I, I think it's a, it's a great point that, you know, that's a journey. That That's something you go on. And for us, that was a years long journey. That wasn't something we took on overnight and said, let's just do this. Uh, it was something that took a lot of prayer and consideration. Do we want to take this on? But how it's landed uh, has been great, really great response. And I think it just gives you uh, a new season. You know, we were talking about it's a new banner over this place in so many ways. And so it's been landing well, and it gives us the opportunity to, to reach new people, communicate in new ways. And so I think digital has been a big part of that. Mm -hmm. And Josie, you came onto that, like you said, just six months ago. So we started some of that process a couple of years ago, but really the last six months, you've been a big part of that. I'm just curious what you, how you've experienced that, how that's landed for you. Yeah, I feel like I started really when we we're ready to like almost implement this new brand. Like obviously there had been a lot of conversations before in the works um, and vision and strategy and everything. And then... Um, for me coming on, it was really special too, because it was probably one of the most like collaborative things we've done as a team where it was really like all hands on deck, um, you know, with the film team and their videos and the designers, um, account managers, keeping everything organized. And then obviously the, the digital component, um, a lot of, a lot of the rebrand was very like visual 
but um, you know, focusing on the new look, but we also had some exciting other components like launching our new app too, which we got to tie in with the rebrand in terms of timing, which was really fun to be a part of. Yeah, and the, the day we sort of celebrated it with the staff, uh, you know, we went through every name that had been part of it. And it's, it was like 30 names deep. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, collaboration certainly on the teams that are directly involved, but it really was a joint effort from, and, and it needs to be, if you're gonna take on any sort of rebrand, it's gotta be something that from leadership all the way through the people that are like touching it on the ground, it's really critical to, to have that spirit and collaboration from the very beginning. Yeah, I think the, the natural question that might come from someone, I think anyone would have the question, but like, why does it matter? You know, our brand is Jesus. We're sure. a church. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like why, why does it matter what the look and the feel, whether that be on the website or the app that you mentioned that we just you know relaunched? And it's like, I think sometimes we can separate ourselves from the marketing, the look, the feel, everything of, no, we, we just preach the gospel. That's what we do. And the 21st century church in the West, it's like, there is a reality to, to some of that. So many people find our church mm -hmm. from Google search. Yep. You know, it's like, if, if that's fake, then, you know, what, like, what are all those, what are these people that show up that say yeah. yes to Jesus, that find faith, that are discipled through that. But like, what would you say to somebody that says like, oh my, uh, yeah, maybe our church doesn't have a brand or maybe our church, the look is really old. It's not maybe as, as inviting. Uh, what would you say to someone, Darren, about like, why should it matter? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think whether or not you have, um, I'll, I'll say a consistent brand, you have a brand. Mm -hmm. So you know, I like to think of it in terms of when you're you know, like architecture or if you're looking at a beautiful building and as you're approaching it, you're walking up to something and, and it, it gives you an idea of what you're about to experience, of what it's gonna be like. If you're walking up to a museum versus walking up to someone's home, you have very different expectations mm -hmm. of what your experience is gonna be. And you wouldn't think of that necessarily as a brand, but it's the same thing with a church. When people are seeing the people in your church and the community, how do they interact with people? What kind of language are they using? Um, that's your brand. So when we talk about the visual components, um, that is just sort of like, I, I describe it almost as the period at the end of the sentence. Mm -hmm. that, that is just something that keeps consistency to what already exists. Sure. So you're just trying to capture it. So that you know matters. It, it already exists. So mm -hmm. there's not really a question of if it matters sure. or not, it already exists. So then it's a question of, can you get strategic with that? Can you bring culture to that, a shape culture to it? And then what does that visual expression look like? Um, you mentioned, hey, well, our brand is Jesus, right? Like, yeah. And one of the things we really set out to do with the visual components that we did with this brand and the, and the additional uh, things that we brought to it was almost to create a visual expression that got out of the way in many mm -hmm. ways to allow the people and the stories and the presence of God that's here at River Valley to, to come through it. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately that is the brand, if yeah. you will. And brand, you know, I, some people have problems even with that word. Yeah. But the point, I think of it as your culture, or think of it as your experience. That's really what we're talking about there. So that's really why it matters. Yeah. It already exists. So now you get to shape it and bring strategy to it. Yeah, what, what I thought about that maybe is a good way to think for people who'd say, oh, our church doesn't need a brand or you know, we don't really need to focus on it is there's Christians have a brand in yep, America. Yep. And it's like, well, we're not like those Christians. Well, that there is a, a brand that maybe people who are not people of faith, people who are antagonistic towards the things of God, that it's like, well, I, 
I don't like Christians because they're like this. Yep. They've branded Jesus. Again, what, whatever word you mm-hmm. want to use, whether it's represent, brand, you know, but it's they, as a Christian, they're wearing the flag of Christianity, walking around doing it in maybe a way that we wouldn't think represents Jesus. And so it's like you carry that with you in everything, whether it's your church, your youth ministry, your worship ministry, whatever it is, it's like there is a sense of, there's a, there's a brand, but there is a reputation, which is yep. kind of the definition of the word yep. in your community, in your area of what God is in your church, what Jesus is, who Jesus is, who you are. Um, and I think that's such an important distinction. Um, as, as we've done this, Josie, like we said, you kind of came in in the middle of this process, which is super mm-hmm. exciting. But what are some things that may be coming from the outside in? You're new to our church, you're new to our team, to where you're, you were maybe questions that you asked or insights that you saw that you're like, that kind of surprised me, or that was something that we totally were unprepared for. We just did this new app launchers. I mean, there's all sorts of technical things that can happen in the process that are like, yeah, that that worked really not as well as we thought, but even from a conceptual side of like coming in brand new and then six, seven months later, we have a totally different brand than when you were hired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think something I've learned and really taken away from my six months so far is just like the intentionality of our church and from like every single team. And I definitely saw that like through the rebrand, um, kind of what Darren was touching on, like it is a new look, we have a new logo, but like there is so much like intention behind that um, to the point where the intention is like that it would like get out of the way so you can see our people, you can see the expression of River Valley. And that's one thing I really liked about the visual, like it's there, but it's not like so flashy. Like we really want our people to to shine through because that's what makes up River Valley. Um, and even just the intentionality of um, the brand, how people can, we recognize that everyone's unique, everyone's different. And we wanna like try to create different ways for people to, to experience River Valley too. What were some of the, the maybe new touch points or new ways to where you're like, we would love, I mean, when you, when you think about like, you know, even we're, we're in the fall now and people mm-hmm. are thinking people are going to come back to church. Right. Like what were some creative ideas, maybe even ones that we didn't implement that we want to, or ones that we did to where new ways to, that we're telling the story of our brand, but maybe we're going, this would be a good idea to just always do to tell the story of our church and tell the story of Jesus and what he's doing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think something that's been huge for us on like the digital side is just like personalization. Like we really want to reach like everyone right where they're at with something that can help them grow spiritually and wherever they're on their walk. What what does that look like practically? Yeah, so practically like for us, something that we've been able to tie in that we've kind of touched on was like our new app. Like um, we've kind of recognized that it's not like a one size fits all that everyone, you know, might not be using our app for the same same reason, but how can we create like content pieces that'll help Mm -hmm. people in their spiritual walk? Like whether they got saved yesterday or they've been like a Christian for like 60 years, or like how can we still like reach them and grow them Mm -hmm. um, and help them and however they need, you know, however they need help, however they need care. So for our app, that's like one way that we've kind of tried to do that. And then, um, you know, we're just always trying to, that's something we're really trying to improve with, with like our emails, with like our social strategy, like how can these posts be helping people that might be seeing them? Um, And moving forward, even with our website, that's like a huge, that's kind of going to be like our next big project that we kind of got through the rebrand, the app was tied into that. And then our website, like creating a more like custom personalized website is going to be our next initiative digitally. Yeah. Darren, what, like when you look ahead to things that we want to do, because we just, you know, we're launching this new thing, but I think what I'm excited about is that it gives us a new, like 
a, a new sense of we can do something else. Like we have new ideas, we have fresh right. vision. Um, but I think hopefully all churches are that way always. But as you look at like, what is some ground we want to take and what are some new initiatives that we want to do? Because it's, it's almost like the website and the Google like search results. And that's like the welcome mat of, it, of a church in, yep. in, especially in, in where we're at in the West in 21st century. It's like, it's no longer the sign or the cross that's above the building. Mm -mm. It's Google or Instagram mm -hmm. or yep. the website. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's good insight. I mean, you know, uh, even even beyond that, you know, it used to be the website was your front door maybe 10 years ago. Before that, it was just literally your front door, right? Now it's like you're, you're pulling out some great ones, social media, even things like Google Maps. You know, like yeah. when you think about, you know, you don't have to overcomplicate it. If you just think about if we're going out to dinner tonight and we go search for something, a lot of times you just go to Google Maps. What, yep. what's the, you know, so there are a lot of new ways and new tools. And, you know, Josie touched on personalization it's, it's really, you're doing the same things that we do in ministry all the time, but you're doing them in new venues. And really last year pushed us in that, 2020 pushed us into, you've got to figure out ways to use these digital platforms, but then to be personal about mm -hmm. it. So it's really important, you know, whether, it, whether it's through the app, whether it's through the website that we talked about, some of the new things in terms of personalization is we have to know who you are. We can't just personalize something. Now there are, there are basic information points I can get, but we really need to know, and then we need to match you into a process that's going to be helpful for you. And I think that whether whatever platform they're going to hit us on, whether it's the app or the you know website, social media, that I think is the new ground that we're trying to take because you're trying to you're trying to have that first experience, whatever it is, uh, first church experience in a different venue that we've never been in before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people are always asking two questions when they're interacting with the church. They're asking, do I fit in and can I trust them? Mm. Do I fit in and can I trust them? And it used to be, again, like they, they asked those questions and they walked in your lobby. Then it was on your website. Then it was on social media. Now it's in a maybe a Google Map result or yeah. just a conversation that they know of someone in your church, right? And th those are all ways, again, that tie back to your brand. We were talking about earlier. I was thinking about that question, by the way, and I was thinking a good way to think about your brand is what do people say about you when you're not there? Hmm. What do, what and 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 even a deeper level is what do they feel sure. about you when that when that's mentioned? What what feelings are brought up, right? And so when you're talking about new platforms and new ground, you can bring that conversation and that relationship is really what we're after into new territories, into new digital platforms. Um, and so we're working towards that. And personalization, mm -hmm. as she mentions, is a big key to that. But understanding who people are is really the, the foundation of doing that well. Yeah, absolutely. One, one question that I'm sure people have, and, and selfishly I have it too, is like in this process, what were some things that we felt like we didn't do right. Yeah. Because it's it's always fun to talk about the brand, it's amazing, and yeah, it yeah. was perfect. And like we we love the way it was the response and the just all the new places that we're putting it. But if we could save somebody, yeah. maybe it's 15 minutes or maybe it's 15 hours or 15 days or whatever it is, to say, hey, if you're thinking about maybe rebranding or maybe not even just a rebrand, but just like a refresh or a yeah. or just thinking about it. Maybe for some people they're saying, I haven't really thought about my church brand. I've been so focused on preaching and, and hiring a kids pastor, or maybe I am the kids pastor and I'm trying to figure this out. Like what were some things that you learned that you say, 
maybe we wouldn't have done it that way last time, or maybe we shouldn't have spent the money on this, or we should have should have done that. I don't know if yeah. there are things that come to mind that that would have that would be great learning experiences. There, there are plenty that come yeah. to mind, but <laughs> two that come to mind quickly um, would be one. I think anytime you're taking on an initiative this scale. So let's even even if it's not rebranding, for example, maybe it's a new ministry initiative or it's a new partnership you want to build in your community, whatever it may be. Um, finding that right partner to take you on the journey is critical. Yeah. This is, you know, anytime you're doing something you've never done before, you're really looking for a sort of a guide to to bring you along. And something that we didn't do very well the first first time we stepped into this a few years ago was we just didn't have the right partner. And what I mean by that is is we, you know, when you're hiring someone, you look at things like character, competency, call, you know, calling, all chemistry, all these things. And I don't know that we did that well with mm-hmm. with the first partner that we work with. Amazingly talented people, no issues there. It's just were we really were we aligned in terms sure. of where we were going. And so you can find that out pretty quickly, right? If you're one degree off day one, you're yeah. gonna be way off. You know, we know that. So that was one thing we learned quickly, and we made adjustments, and we and we had to change up who we were working with and change it to to, do, to new partners. And it was amazing when we did that, mm-hmm. how things weren't difficult anymore, and things were just easy and all that. So well, and the, I would add too, like the you know the partner we ended up using was someone who's a part of our church. Part of our church. And I think that's where yeah. like sometimes people overlook and e- even maybe there's pastors saying, partner, we can't afford to pay anybody anything. But yeah. it's like, there are people in your body, in your church, even on staff that maybe have relationships. Yep. And I mm-hmm. think at times, sometimes pride, it it makes us make decisions that we wouldn't make. Meaning like, well, I don't want to ask him because I don't yep. want it to get, you know, awkward, right? And, and some of that's true. There's a reality to that. Yep. But- you don't have to ask and lead with, hey, I want you to do a $50,000 project for free. Right. But it's, hey, here's my vision for the church. You're a key member of the yep. church. I know you have this expertise. Can you help me walk through? And I know you did that with different friends to say, yep. am I crazy here? What should I be doing? And it's having the humility to yep. just ask the question and who knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. And specific to our story, like, you know, something that I I think you just hit on, uh, you know, we, we work with, in church work, we work with volunteers all the time. And I think sometimes we think it's too big of an ask, like you were saying. And I often, I often try to remember that we're, you don't want to steal an opportunity for someone to be generous. Mm-hmm. Like, and as soon as you introduce, well, like you said, we have to pay you X, Y, Z or whatever. Sometimes you introduce a, a layer to that relationship that doesn't need to be there. And, and in our experience, uh, a guy from our church, part mm-hmm. of our church, super talented guy, owns an agency, all this. He came and wanted to volunteer his time to help with one of our ministries. And I felt, you know, just on my heart, I felt to call him up from that and say, listen, I want you to hear the vision for this year. Our Pastor Rob's going to preach it this weekend. I want you to hear it. And after that, I want you to pray about it. But I think you can be part of this rebrand for the whole church. And sure enough, he hears the vision message, all this stuff. And he's like, I'm in, we'll, we'll make it happen. And so it was just an opportunity that we put in front of him. Yeah. And so not only find the right partners, but I think part of it, you, you just call this to it, is someone that's already in like heart step with you mm-hmm. so that you can move quicker. Um, the other area I would say that came to mind that we learned was um, you can't have everyone at the table. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a natural desire for a leader to get that input and want you know, people to be part of it and everyone. And the first time around, if you will, for this project, we just had so many people at the table in the in the interest of trying to get a lot of voices, but it just bogged the whole project down. 
And so instead of getting everyone at the table, everyone that is at the table has to represent everyone. Sure. And so we changed it up the second time around and we brought key people to the table that could effectively represent others. So that was something we just learned that wasn't great the first time around, but we got it worked out. Yeah. Josie, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. Well, just something I also thought was really special about the partner that we worked with. Like he was someone in our church, but he did have like an agency and it was like a secular agency. And it's just like, yeah. Um, so during this rebrand process, we were working with them and then they had the opportunity to come to our all staff, like all staff day. When mm-hmm. we were revealing this brand, there's people there from this like agency that like might not have a personal relationship with Jesus. And just like, what a yeah. cool opportunity for like this person, this guy who goes to our church to be able to like invite his work friends, yeah. like into yep. like into church, you know, and just like a cool opportunity for that. So I don't know. I just saw like God working in that. And I was like, what a like sweet opportunity that you know, these people are here, like at our all staff, like experiencing, you know, like the presence of God. So that was just something that was really special. Um, And just, you know, so it's like just one of those random things that you're like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. Yeah, that worked out that way. And he shared that with us, just how how big of a blessing it was for his team to work with, you know, his church and them Mm -hmm. to say it was a great experience versus like, yeah, working with your church, you know, it was not the best. (laughs) Um, But but what a gift it can be to him to even be that witness, like you said, Josie. Mm -hmm. But one thing that that, um, my dad shared at, in, I think it was at an all staff or, some meeting, but he was talking about a, a meeting that he had with a corporate executive. Um, this was probably about a year ago he shared this, um, but it was early on when he was in ministry and uh, the corporate executive said, you know what, I, I'm frustrated. He was a Christian guy, but he said, I'm frustrated about pastors who try to like keep up with me and they try mm. to like talk business with me and talk about this. He's like, I don't want a pastor who like is coming to work with me. Right. I want a pastor who's pastoring me yeah. and who's like, I don't get spiritual growth. I don't get spiritual development. I don't get to do stuff that's on mission in my job. This is what God's called me to do, but you don't need to keep up with me to be my pastor. You need to be my pastor. And he shared that and it it just, I think it changed even some of my outlook on ministry. Like I felt a little bit like I was performing at times and felt Mm -hmm. a little bit like I needed to hit the numbers and hit the things and and goals are good, but it, it changing that perspective from, I'm pastoring people. And in the same way, when you're asking somebody, you know, hey, yep. could you use your gift to help the church, That's exactly which right. reaches more people for the, for the, to grow the kingdom of God? Like people are excited about mm-hmm. that. They want to do that. And sometimes, yeah, it's hard to work with people and you're, oh, maybe it wasn't the right fit. But more, more often than not, it's, I've been waiting for you to ask me. I've yep. been waiting for mm-hmm. you to activate my gifts because I didn't yep. know if I had a place here. Yeah. I mean, so think good. of all the people that are in our churches that have unique gifts and skills, but they don't have that opportunity. You know, and it's great. We need people to greet. We need people as ushers. We need musicians on stage. But there's a whole host of people with business yeah. skills and all kinds of skills that aren't being utilized in that way. And I think it's great when a CEO is at the door shaking Mm -hmm. your hand. Honestly, I think that's awesome. But also, what are the other opportunities for that person in Mm -hmm. your church? And I think this story is a really unique way that that happened. This was a way that not only he got to use his gifts and skills, but Mm -hmm. as Josie said, got to bring others on that journey. And, you know, we have people that, you know, they walked into a church, they'd never (laughs) been in a church, and they're trying to help us with a brand. And just some of the conversations are wild. And, And honestly, even for us, you know, I, we probably all had that experience when you're, you've invited someone to church and you're sitting next to them and like every word in the song, you're like, yeah. oh my word, I can't, oh, we say that word, yeah. you know, like, 
but but it's an opportunity for you to see the ministry in it with fresh eyes yeah. mm-hmm. and bring someone along for that journey. So not only you're giving someone an opportunity to serve, but you're also an opportunity to know Jesus in both mm-hmm. those ways. Totally. No, that's so good. I just think for so many people, it's like, if if you want to know what your church's brand is like, invite your neighbor. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Because then all Absolutely. of a sudden you, want, you sit in service mm-hmm. and you're going... I never had any idea, but now that my neighbor is sitting next to me, now I know what our yeah. experience is like. And yeah. and part of it may be that that the reason why they're not aware of it is because there there aren't new people coming. When yeah. when there's new people, you're thinking about it always like like every I meet detail. new people every single week, and it's I'm like oh they totally miss that, and I totally get why they miss that because that was such a church lingo, or that was mm-hmm. yep. such a you know a, a, a specific thing to people who've been here for a while. And you know, obviously, it's a church. You need there's certain lingo. There's you know, yeah. if you're saying the sinner's prayer or you're doing communion, there's th- certain things that you know when someone's new, there's a reality that they're gonna feel new. But are there things that we do that are overly? Uh, I would say overly spiritual or overly uh, consensus. Like, oh, there's a consensus that everyone knows what yeah, the blood you're, is. You're, it's a, like, you're, you're <laughs> making an assumption, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, and I would say this is an area that we are growing in, yeah, like massively. So this is not something we have it like nailed down. But I would, I would just encourage you to look at at each moment of the experience. So like sit down, something something that we did as part of this process was we did a engagement journey and we, we focused on digital engagement. So what are those touch points and how they use it? But I would take that same idea. What is What does the journey look like from someone who is in a, in a neighborhood near your church all the way into a service or into a, a, you know, a ministry of some kind? And think about every touch point. Think about the invitation. Think about what happens when they drop into our social media. Mm-hmm. What happens at the front door? What happens? Like think through every interaction because to your point, there's probably things we've undercommunicated or made assumptions about, and there's probably things that we're like we use language or expectations we've put on new people. They have no idea what to do. Yeah, no clue. And it's just a way for you to see your uh, church experience or church brand with fresh eyes. Yeah, and it's. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that if ever you're on a vacation or a sabbatical or yeah. you know visiting another church, I think at times, especially in the American church, we can be like kind of critical at times of like, oh, you know, that worship is okay, it was good, you know, like, but we, we're always mm-hmm. we always think our church is the best, you yeah, know, yeah. it's it's just natural, but it's like, can we have that same perspective when looking at our church? Can we have right. that same perspective when looking at our people? And it's not not with a critical eye because I think you would all say, no, I love that church. It was awesome. There's a yep. couple of things I saw in the service that yep. maybe I wouldn't have done, but your heart is there. So having that same you know heart with your church and with your environment, uh, as you look ahead to you know we're, I mean I, we say it all the time. We're still in the pandemic. I don't I don't know yep. when it turns from pandemic to not pandemic. I think it's just we're forever we'll, in the pandemic. We'll find out. Yeah, I don't, I don't, we'll I don't know when that term stops <laughs> we'll being We'll celebrate used. with some sort of party. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's still very relevant yep. in our in our day-to-day life. Um, as you look at getting back into, okay, we're back into physical services. We've been back for a while, but it's school is kind of going back in person now. There's, you know, yep. whether there's masks or no masks, but it's people I think are getting back to being more comfortable in physical environments again. Mm-hmm. What does that do from a digital perspective like do you do you feel like that shifts your mindset from the strategy that that we've been doing from a digital perspective from you know there's online there's web all of what we've talked about do you feel like it's all right we need to pivot our strategy again or do you think it's both and or what 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 are your thoughts on that yeah i think um it's kind of unique like in 2020 it was 
you know, all digital. Like it wasn't an option yeah. to have both. And now like coming into 2021 and going into 2022, it's more of, it's both now. It's not like, I'm going to experience River Valley online. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I'm going to experience River Valley in person. It's okay, I might go to an in-person service, but then I'm going to also use the app and do a course on there. So it's really like kind of developing like a new strategy that like integrates the both. Sure. So like they, you have an experience, the same River Valley experience, you grow the same way, like online, in person, and it's just all these different touch points and kind of figuring out like how we can connect them all to have this like seamless River Valley experience. Yeah, we talk about an omni-channel experience. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not familiar with that omni-channel, just think about how you interact with Starbucks. That's yeah. the easiest example. You know, it's, it's, it, to me, it's no different when I order, a, you know, my coffee in the app and then go pick it up versus walk into the store and grab it myself. Like, that's the same experience. Or if Target, drive up, pick your experience that you, you have. I think as the church, we need to figure that out. That's something that is not fully solved yet. Um, you know, I'm a believer that discipleship requires relationship. It, it has to. It always will. So it, it, I don't think it can fully happen in a digital space mm -hmm. without relationships. So now we have to solve that. How do we do that? And so I think there are going to be experiences that can only happen in person. I believe that. But I, I think there's still more that we can do with these platforms that are available to us and really redeem them in some way. And, you know, something that we've been challenged by, Pastor Rob has challenged us in the same way as this idea of uh, it may be a new season of not bringing more people to church, but bringing church to more people. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I, I'm encouraged by that. That doesn't scare me. That excites me that there are new ways. I mean, we've, there's amazing opportunities and missions and all kinds of things. Corners of the world we can never touch physically, uh, but we could digitally. And so um, I think Josie hit it you know, right on the head. We've got to figure out how to merge those experiences so that they're not disjointed, they don't get in, you don't get in the way of the experience, mm -hmm. but they they somehow improve it. They somehow make it an easier way to connect to relationships in the church, but ultimately a, a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, and I think the the thing that we now need to learn, um, that I'm sure you guys have been learning more than maybe anybody, is just because you're saying yes to something doesn't mean you're also abandoning it. Like I think for a lot of people mm -hmm. in in 2020 when the church shut down, it was like. The church shut down. You're like, no, the building shut down, mm -hmm. the church. And we talked about right. that before, but it's like, Jesus didn't shut down. Right. Christians, you know, we're still supposed to do it. We had groups and homes. Mm -hmm. We, you know, did online, all these yep. things. We got back in person, but like, it's not a perfect analogy. Someone's going to say, this is heresy. But like, um, if you're a fan of a sports team, like Vikings, school, um, but you're, you're a fan of the Vikings, you, you go to every game, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm at every game. Well, in 2020, you couldn't go to any games. So are you a fan still or not? You right, know, and it's right. like, okay, sometimes I go to the games. Other times I watch the games on TV. Other times I'll look at the highlights. Sometimes I just check the score. Other times I'm just thinking about it. But it's like in in the church, as a Christian, like it's always a part of who we are. Like, yeah. but no, I mean, there's nobody in your church that's there every single week. They're just, right. I mean, maybe there's that one couple who's there every single week, yeah. even Christmas, yeah. and they never take a vacation. Mm -hmm. They're always there on every weekend, but it's like, nobody's there every week, but it, does that mean they've abandoned right. the things of God? It's like, no, what are these omni-channel approaches to where we can say, let's keep people connected, but you know, not maybe replacing like, oh yeah, you don't even come to church ever right, before. Right. It's, but it's like, just because you're adding new channels doesn't mean you have to abandon it. Like, I'm sure like, I mean, you look at even like Chick-fil-A and Starbucks, like 
they abandoned their in-person dining and their sales went up like yeah they're doing better yeah they're doing better and it's like crazy so i think for some people it's what are the things that I've maybe been holding on to? Uh, not that we need to abandon anything physical. I know that's not what we're saying, right, right. but it's these other channels that we can approach in a way that's reaching more people. So yeah. was there anything else you guys wanted to add before? I know we could talk about this for like more and more, but I wanted like, there was something you're saying, Hey, I want to make sure if there's churches listening that are thinking about rebranding or working with volunteers or digital, um, a final thought for us. I don't know if this is a final thought, but I'll throw it in anyway. Okay. Uh, you were, I, I think something that happened in 2020 is we, uh, data came, brought, mm. it, it was like a new seat at the table and it was uninvited in some ways for, for many churches. Like, oh, now we got to figure this thing out. And we were measuring everything. And you were just talking yeah. about, you know, are you not a fan? And, and, I, and I remember having conversations, uh, sometimes people discouraged our team that, oh, well, they're only watching 15 minutes of the service or 20 minutes of the service. And I was thinking, I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, we started measuring every data point. We never did that with in-person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when are they looking down well, at their yeah, phone? Exactly. Or, yeah. Maybe they're only watching for 15 minutes of yeah. the real service. Right. So I, I would just say, don't be discouraged by that. Don't be discouraged by data, but find the points as, as you step into digital spaces, the data can be overwhelming. Mm. So find the points that you want to measure and then just stick with them um, and watch them over time. And, and, Find ways, though, that you, you know, like we just talked about, you're connecting those worlds. They're not competitors to each other. They're complements mm-hmm. to each other. Um, and I think when you do that, you start making unique combinations on your team. You bring ministry people with technical people, with creative mm-hmm. people. And there are solutions that come out of that the Lord brings out. The Holy Spirit speaks to those conversations. And you might be surprised what God wants to do through your church if you get those new combinations of people together. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I think just going on. Going off that, like data can be kind of intimidating. Even like digital is a little bit intimidating. Like, I don't know what all that is. And I feel like we've just like learned so much and it's just like, we're all figuring it out. Like Mm -hmm. no one has this like perfect puzzle of how every piece like fits together. Like we would all love that, but like no one is there. We're all like on this journey kind of together. Um, And yeah, just like bringing people along to something I think that's been really unique for our team is we have had like a lot of new people added to the team, which I think has offered like so many perspectives and a lot of us who have like never done ministry before. So, you know, that we've just kind of like stepped into it and like tried to help each other out, brought in different voices and just like what has come out of that has just, yeah, just been like such a God thing. And just the way it's, you know, we've come together, like none of us really like knowing that much. And then just kind of putting all our brains together, letting God work and just, you know, figuring it out along the way. Yeah, it sounds like a bunch of young knuckleheads that went with Jesus, you know, and and figured it out on new ways to do right? ministry. Sounds, Just a tap on the shoulder yeah. and let's go, right? Sounds similar. So, yeah. so well, appreciated you guys talking. I know there's so much more, but if there's anything that we can be a resource to, email us at network at rivervalley.org. Mm-hmm. We want to be a resource we can get you guys connected with. The team, who's the right person? If you have questions about digital or rebrand or anything, we definitely want to be a resource. So thank you both for being on the podcast today, and I'm sure we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, Logan. Thanks.